Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Ruby. And this is episode two of our new podcast, Quarter Life Crisis. So last week we talked about dream jobs, and this week we'll be covering the topic of friendships, more specifically answering the question, am I a bad friend? So we are going to start the podcast now with a little segment, Crisis of the Week, where we're going to talk about what happened in the week that was mini crises per se <laughs> um yeah i'll go first yeah rach what was your crisis of the week <laughs> my crisis is sort of coming across in the way i'm talking and thinking right now which is just that i'm really tired all the time like even when we recorded last week i had had a big night the night before i had a big night last night and even when i don't have a big night i'm just very sleepy and i'm napping a lot and I'm very exhausted all the time. This may be a bigger issue than just like a weekly mini crisis. Like maybe <laughs> I have like low iron, but I don't know. Maybe That's you should me. go to the doctor. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But just keep napping. Just take some iron tablets. In iron tablets make me feel horrible though. Oh. Yeah. They, anyone who's taken them would know they ain't good. you got to take them with food. That's what I found. Oh, okay. When I took them without food, it's bad. But you have to, when you take them with food, it's fine. Mm, okay. Anything. Maybe. <laughs> Consider it. Anyway. Uh, my crisis of the week? Go for it. All right. Yeah, so my crisis of the week. Uh, yeah, I was, like, walking along yesterday morning, going for my morning walk, and I was listening to a podcast. And obviously at the moment, a lot of, like, pop culture podcasts are talking about the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio has broken up with her girl, his girlfriend because she turned 25. And there's a lot of amazing memes out there, I must yeah. say, about this topic. But basically they were talking about it. And then they like mentioned the fact that your brain stops developing when you turn 25. And I was like, fuck. I was like, I turned 25 in like six months. And I feel so stupid. I'm like, <laughs> how is my brain going to be fully developed in six months? Like, supposedly. I was like, what? But, like, what does that mean? I was just, yeah, that was, like, crisis where I was, like, it's so stupid because I don't even know what that means. Like, your brain's all developing at 25, but it just made me freak out because I was, like, I just don't feel smart enough for my brain to stop developing in six months. <laughs> like, obviously, it's not, like, on your birthday at 25, you're, like, brain yeah, stops. Yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, but I was just, like, I don't know why that made me freak out, but I was, like, well, it's some good, good content for the podcast. <laughs> I feel like that's also, like, a bigger crisis of, like, Hmm, I am a mortal being. I know. <laughs> and my brain is deteriorating at a very early age. Honestly, I'm like, because like, I have like no attention span. I feel like I'm so bad at learning things. I'm like, oh God, how has it stopped developing? <laughs> and then it's just going to get worse as well. I it's know. kind of the Anyways, that's, that was my crisis of the week. Wow, we've really kicked off crisis of the week with just like crisis of the life. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, yeah. yeah Why did our bodies work? <laughs> Literally. And yeah, this is what the pod's all about, our different quarter life crises, because, you know, there's a lot of different things you have crises about when you're in your mid-20s, because it's, yeah. it's just fucking hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and then after 25, it just gets worse. Yeah. Anyway, I blame Leonardo DiCaprio. Also, it means I only have six months left to date Leonardo DiCaprio if he wanted you to wanna date me. Do you want to date him? No. He's a dirty old man. <laughs> I know. Sorry to any Leo fans. No. Also, he's, me. like, such a fake climate activist. He's like, oh, yeah, climate change. And then he's, like, on his big super yacht and, like, in his private jets flying everywhere i'm like fuck mm. off leo so let's get into our main topic about friendship so ruby i wanted to ask you what's a time or times in your life you felt like you have been a bad friend 
Um, I feel like there's definitely been times like with my long distance friends where I feel like I have definitely dropped the ball in terms of like keeping up with them and like chatting to them and stuff. If like, just like my life's been super busy and I've had a lot on and stuff. And I'm also not very good at like just messaging in general, like my friends, like I just would much rather like prefer to hang out in person. So that's why I do find long distance friendships quite tricky because I'm bad at messaging um so there's definitely been a lot of times where I've just been so busy and I just like haven't been maintaining those friendships and or like yeah like I won't like because I quite like to have phone calls with people but I feel like as we've gotten older and like people have gotten jobs with like different hours and stuff it's made it much harder because it'll be like oh like I try to call you at this time but you're busy and then you try to call me back but I'm busy and then so just like I feel like my phone calls with my long distance friends friends have definitely like dwindled over the years just because yeah I feel like as we've been like less free like um I feel like during uni you know like a lot more flexible with hours but now we're all like working it's definitely a lot harder um so I feel like I often do feel like a bad friend because sometimes I'm like oh my god like I'm not putting in effort or even if I am replying to their messages they're like just not very good replies or like you know because I'm just really busy and stuff like that so I feel like that yeah Definitely a lot of times when I feel like a bad friend with my long distance friends because it is really hard to maintain those friendships. But um, I mean, I'm still friends with most of my long distance friends. So that's good. Um, <laughs> You're doing okay then. Yeah. But, you know, I do feel like a bad friend a lot of the time when I like get really busy. Um, yeah. What about you, Rachel? When's the time you felt like a bad friend? I feel like I'm a bad friend even to friends who live near me. Like you're saying about like making phone calls sometimes I just can't be bothered seeing someone who lives like two suburbs away <laughs> I just can't. I don't know I have found as I have gotten older like work has kind of taken priority which is lame but for me it's a big part of my life and I I've sort of almost gone with my approach to friendships from one extreme to the other where when I was younger I used to want to be friends with everybody and have everyone like me or not necessarily like me, just be sort of in social circles with anyone, which meant that I had had a lot of shitty friends in my past, like people who weren't very nice or um, didn't really have my best interests. So I worried that as I have gotten older, I've gone the other way where I, if I detect even like the slightest Made, not poor treatment but the slightest sort of weird interaction with a friend I might be like well I'm not going to see you or that I'm not going to make time for that which is unfair of me because that's my own shit so yeah, yeah I feel I like it's I like a defense mechanism issues. though right based on your past yeah but it's not fair to like people who have been good friends so I do feel bad about that um and I do feel bad when I prioritize other things but for me I have also recognized that I need to prioritize like sleep, for example. Mm. If I don't have a fair bit of sleep, I am not in a good state of mind. Oh, same. Honestly. Um, and I, I yeah, I, I need a lot of downtime as well. Like I don't think I'm that introvert. I do really enjoy being with people, but I do hit a point where I can't see people and because I am more older and mature than I was when I was socializing a lot I am pretty clear about just being like not staying at home today 
yeah I need to just look at the wall <laughs> no that's so fair I, I totally just sit get in it. silence I feel the yeah. same I feel like as I've gotten older I've gotten more like yeah like like you say like not introverted but I have more boundaries where I'm like okay I know when I need to have alone time and like just say no and like not feel like I have to go to things because like other people are going or whatever so yeah I feel like it's the same thing I also feel like COVID impacted that like I feel like during COVID obviously oh absolutely everyone spent so much time like alone I feel like I actually yeah I feel like when we came out of like all the lockdowns I feel like I actually really needed that alone time to recharge I think it's getting like less so now but I feel like right after COVID I was like I would just be so drained after like hanging out with people for like an hour but like it's getting better now it's like a weird like yeah like coming out of COVID thing for me COVID socializing like like early COVID was peak though like just finishing work from home and then watching a movie on Netflix party or playing an online game like that was the shit I had such a good time no it was I could just go to sleep afterwards yeah so good no it was good I feel like um it's just like yeah I feel like it was like the on zoom thing is so different though because yeah I feel like then when I was in person it's so much more like you know you're like more like reading people's body languages and it's more like natural flow conversation you're more like having like your little one-on-one conversations within a group and stuff which you can't do on zoom yeah I don't know if that made a difference but but yeah, no, I definitely get what you're saying. Like, I feel like as I've gotten older, I, yeah, definitely like my alone time more, which often can make me feel like a bad friend because I'm like, well, am I a bad friend for like wanting to not like do this thing on this certain night? Um, even if I know like, oh, I probably won't see those friends for another couple of weeks if I don't go to like this thing. But yeah, I think I've gotten much better with my boundaries being like, I know that I'm just not going to be like a fun person to be around if I go because I'll be too tired. Yeah, I think you have rules as well with what you do and don't go, at least what I do. Like I wouldn't miss a good friend's birthday, Yeah, definitely. for example, or what's something like, I don't know, maybe they've got like a exhibition on or something like that. Yeah. But if it's just like a pub night on a Tuesday – am I really gonna go <laughs> yeah yeah or like a big house party like if it's like just a house party for fun then I think that's fine but yeah you're right like friends birthday parties and like friends like events yeah like to do like their hobbies or work or whatever I feel like yeah definitely non-negotiables unless you're like sick or something <laughs> <laughs> I wish we went out for breakfast more I would love to bring back bring breakfast like why don't we catch up for breakfast people like want to go for a drink at 8 p.m Let's meet up at 8 a.m. Yeah. Have you had a bottomless brunch? You can drink and have breakfast at the same time. <laughs> That's true. And then you can sleep off the alcohol. So true. Which is great. Such a good Very pro bottomless brunch here. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Big a good advocates just, for it. Yeah, good way to distract from your core life crisis. Just get drunk on a Sunday morning. <laughs> No, but isn't it interesting though? Like, I feel like a lot of socializing with friends at our age is revolved around alcohol though. It's like, you know, catching up at the pub or going to a party or like it is very alcohol orientated, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I find it hard because I've definitely cut back my drinking yeah, a lot more recently. Also, it's just for, for a lot of like, reasons. I don't want to spend, yeah. I, like, I, yeah, I just like my money values now. Like, I don't want to spend $60 at a pub on a Tuesday night, you know? Mm. and alcohol do be expensive (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely 
I think for like the people you do really want to keep in your life though, you you'll find ways to see them and yeah. there's ways to do that that aren't around alcohol. Like you're not a bad friend if you want to become sober or drink less. I mean, God, you could still even go out to the pub in those situations, but I am, I found as I'm older, I'm really valuing the friends who want to do non drinking activities with me because yeah. then that means we've got something like when I'm drunk, I could talk to anyone who'll listen. I mean, God, I could talk to anyone who'll listen now. But <laughs> I mean, what do you, why do you think we started? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chatty McGee over here. <laughs> but yeah, like those people who you can, like me and a friend recently, we went to the museum, like Melbourne Museum, just randomly on a Sunday. And that was oh, really nice. fun. Yeah, I, I really am valuing activities like that. And for me, that makes me feel like I have a good friendship when I have someone that I can share experiences with that aren't necessarily around alcohol or partying. Yeah, definitely. I feel like also for you, like in terms of friendships, do you like, do you feel like to maintain friendships, you have to like make plans with friends like in advance or you kind of like a spontaneous person be like, you know, on, on a random night, be like, oh, like, let's go do something. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I feel like for me, like I really need to like plan my week out in advance. And so often that means being like, okay, cool. Like who haven't I hung out with in a while? Let's see if they want to catch up because like, I want to be making that time for the, like those friends. And if I know I'm not going to be seeing them in like a group situation or something, or, you know, like we have something to plan or something, then I'll be like, okay, cool. Like a week in advance, I'll be like, right, I want to hang out with this person and this person this week. And then the next week it might be like different. I don't know if that's just like my type A coming out, but that's how I like <laughs> feel like I try to be a good friend is like thinking about every week, be like, cool, okay, who haven't I really properly caught up with in a while? Oh, I don't know if I do that to that extent. I like the idea that you've got like a, a checklist or something of like I know it's right, so type A of me, it's but the first like, of September, so it's this person. And not that far in advance. It's just like on the, like a Saturday or a Sunday. I'm like, cool, yeah. what are you seeing this week. But I just have to know, you know, it's my anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely prefer plans, but I prefer plans with anything in terms of friendships. I don't know. Like sometimes I've got a friend who lives in America, and we we FaceTime every so often, which is really nice. I mean, we don't do it all the time. It's not really something we'll plan. We might just kind of message and then we might happen to be free that night or the next day. So I suppose that's someone that's like one extreme where I don't, I haven't seen her in person for a while, but we're still, we still make time for each other. Yeah, that's nice. I suppose with planning, planning with friends, oh, I'm not great at planning. I feel bad because my school friends live on the other side of town compared to me and I never see them purely because they live on the other side of the river and you know in Melbourne don't really we don't really cross the river if we don't have to (laughs) (laughs) um again that's kind of like a shitty friend thing to do it's like oh you live in a certain suburb so I won't see you (laughs) um but yeah I don't know what I do I I like messaging you said you're a bad messenger before but I I really enjoy messaging I just feel like I can never have like fulfilling conversations on message because I feel like I I just am lazy I'm just like typing out a whole paragraph which I can speak to you in like 
30 okay. seconds is like a lot of effort. I really, maybe I should send voice notes. Maybe that's what I need to do. But I kind of hate when people send <laughs> yeah, me voice, voice notes. So I kind of hate when people send me voice notes. Because then if I'm like in public, I can't like read your message. And I'm just like the anticipation of like, what have you said in this voice note? <laughs> well, if you have headphones on, you can listen to the voice note. True. But like in a public setting, I feel like it would have to be in like, I'm sitting on the couch and messaging this person and so oh you mean responding yeah but then at that point it looks like like a bit of a weirdo true but at that point like then maybe I just should call you you know I don't know (laughs) Mm. true 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 no I'm a big fan of texting big fan of you know a meme like if a meme reminds me of you I'll send Mm. it to you yeah if you see a meme that reminds you of me please send it yeah it gives me the warm and fuzzies so Oh, speaking of memes, I do have one um, to send you that we're going to use to promote this podcast. Um, but I'll right. send it later. Um, yeah. I feel like, so I feel like another thing, right, that makes me feel like a bad friend is sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not like putting in like enough effort with this person, right? So I'm like, oh my God, I haven't seen this person in a while. I haven't put effort in with them. Which yes, like I, obviously that's like my like that can be my responsibility to be like reach out and be like let's catch up. But then at the same time, I have to remind myself sometimes to be like, well, they're also part like one half of this friendship, and they also haven't put any effort in to catch up with me. So I feel like you know, like obviously you can't just run at everyone else to like make the effort. But a lot of the time, no, sorry, not a lot of the time. Just like with some people in my life, I am like, oh, I haven't seen them in a while, and then I'm like caught up with them or chatted to them, and I'm like. I just have to remind myself like oh but like they also haven't made any effort so I shouldn't be like as hard on myself like not that I'm like mad at them like for not putting in effort but I just like because I'm just it just makes me feel like be like less harsh on myself for not yeah. putting in effort you know yeah so friendship's kind of like the early stages of dating where if they wanted to they would like if your friend wanted to invite you on a big holiday that they went on with all their friends and they didn't include you they would have included you if they want to. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. But I think that also sometimes makes me feel like it can make me feel like a bad friend as well. If like, I don't cop an invite to something and I'm like, oh my God, have I done something wrong? Like, you know, like, but obviously it's like not always like that. Um, Cause obviously you just can't. Yeah, I think rarely it has anything to do with you. And if it does, it's something you can't control. Like exactly, I've yeah. been friendship dumped so many times. <laughs> like I've had a number of friendship breakups and they like suck. And at the time you feel like you're the bad friend and you're the like weren't good enough for them, but it's always something to do with them. It's yeah. something you can't control. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And if it was meant to end, then it's meant to end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's new friends coming. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like the people who like you value in your life, like they'll stay around. Like you know, if like they're supposed to be in your life, God, that sounds like so like spiritual. But that's <laughs> not how I mean. Like yeah, like I still have like so. I'm like still friends with so like not. Like, I'm still like got some really core friends like from high school and even primary school, um, which is like really nice. And we don't necessarily like talk all the time, but we try to like catch up like once a year um and we still like yeah have like quite strong friendships um even though yeah maybe we like don't chat all the time or we don't see each other all the time because they live interstate but yeah I feel like that there are those like really like core friendships with you just like you just know you're going to be friends with them forever like no matter like how long you go without talking yeah definitely 
speaking of, this might be a good time to, uh, I've actually got one of my um, high school friends. Well, not even high school friends. We've been friends since primary school. Uh, we met when we were 10, but we have my friend um, Elisa joining us on the pod to talk about long distance friendships and just like, yeah, friendships in general. Elisa, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Elisa. Um, I met Ruby like 14 years ago <laughs> in Alice Springs. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> yeah. Confidential. Um, yeah, no, we're yeah, not. We met in Alice it. Springs and then um, we've been friends ever since, even through uni and me moving to like two different states as well. So it's been a wild ride, but yeah, it's been great. Um, I think that's all I have to say for now to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess that's. Uh, I feel like our long distance friendship started when, because like when we after finished year twelve, you went straight to uni in Adelaide, while um, Manon and I, our other friend, we were kind of like a trio. Um, we stayed and had like a gap year in Alice Springs, so I feel like we like definitely went a very different traje- trajectory straight after high school because you went and like had a crazy uni time like we had all these new friends and then obviously we were like just working still in Alice and then we went overseas um and then obviously we all moved to different states after that but I feel like we still saw each other heaps and and still stayed friends ever since even though like, I feel like straight after high school we like did take different routes initially yeah so I guess when you know your friends, you're going to be long uh, friends with someone, you'll be friends with someone, I guess. Um, it's kind of like a soulmate, but platonic. <laughs> um, so I think, I think, yeah, our friendship started when I commented on your hair and said that you look like Anne of Green Gables <laughs> because I loved reading at that time. And I honestly just wanted to be friends with you because you had red hair. Wow. And <laughs> I'm, I know. I, before that, there was nothing appealing. I'm joking. <laughs> this is not as good as me. But, um, yeah, so I think it was like the primary school journey and then the high school journey. Um, also, like, I feel like obviously if we didn't go to the same school, we wouldn't have stuck as being friends. So it's also about where you are and um, you know, we had the same experiences, like, during year 11 and from, like, 10 to 12, we basically were in the same classes all the time and had the same interests. Like, we did musicals together, we did drama together, we did photography together, we did media together. So there was a lot of um, similarities there. But then when I moved to Adelaide, um, I feel like that's when, uh, you know, I was able to explore myself not in a bad way, obviously, and just think of myself in a different way, um, in, d- in a different way outside of that friendship. So, you know, um, obviously after high school, we just became like really different people, but still friends because, mm. you know, that's what happens. You grow, but yeah, we did I grow feel like, apart. Yeah, I feel like you and me and Manon have all really changed since high school, but we have managed to like, stay friends despite that and, like, obviously all, like, living in completely different states. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like being friends in high school is, like, because of circumstance because you're around these people, like, constantly. But then I feel like, obviously, what we had was just so deep that it just continued. <laughs> and do you feel ever feel like you're a bad friend? Yes, when I don't reply. 
Yeah, but it's like, why is that? Is it just because like you don't have the energy or? Yeah, I couldn't really care less to be honest sometimes. (laughs) But like, obviously if you like someone called me and then hysterics or whatever, I'll be like, yeah, that's shit. Like, let's, let's talk about it later. I'm busy right now, but let's set a time. Because obviously if, like, if you want to be the friend, you need to be able to, like, reserve time for your friends. And if one of them is just consoling them over the phone, then that's complete, like, still being a good friend. I feel like I'm only a bad friend when, um, you know, I put myself first. But also that's just being, like, that's just human, basically though. human. Yeah, that's just human. Yeah. I was going to say, because I, I don't know, it's interesting watching you guys talk because I'm from Melbourne, like, big city it's almost like I didn't have that very tight knit group of friends. I feel like with that sort of small town experience, I feel like the small town thing definitely yeah. like um, impacted like our closeness as like friends because you didn't really have much choice. <laughs> no, you really didn't. You, you really didn't. But um, also I feel like even if I lived on the other side of the world, like we'd obviously like we'd, we'd still be friends you know, yeah. it's, it's there, yeah, the small town, the small town stuff is like, I feel like in big cities, there's a lot of bitchiness, there's a lot of, like, mm, you know, back talking, like, mm. there's a lot of drama, whereas in a small town, I feel like if you get noticed in a small town, it's kind of hard to, like, keep out of the limelight, like, you know, if one rumour starts about you, it spreads, and it's really hard to, like, get rid of it, of that reputation, so... Yeah, um, the close group of friends, like, I mean, you have so many options in a big, big city, I guess, so, you know, you could change your personality in a second, but in Alice Springs, you couldn't really do, like, you know, what you, what you, you could, you wanted to do to the full potential. Um, yes, I think we had some tech issues there, and Elisa got cut off at the end there, but thanks for coming on, Elisa. Um, nice to, like, yeah, like chat a bit about friendships with one of my longest friends, which is lovely. Um, so now we're going to just talk about our recommendations again, like we did last week, like as in recommendations for dealing with this particular type of quarter life crisis, um, which is friendships. Do you have some recs, Rachel? Yeah. So we want to give you guys some practical stuff to do if you are feeling like you're a bad friend or you are not seeing your friend as much as you'd like to and you kind of want to fit in friendship and in your life and make it more of a priority. So I think one of the things that really helps someone like me who deprioritizes socializing is having an activity that kind of brings you guys together, maybe a sport or trivia or a book club is a really good way to combine seeing your friends and socializing, having a common interest so that kind of can keep up, you know, conversation and, you know, sort of getting to know each other and having, yeah, that one core thing, like maybe you're all reading the same book or playing the same sport. That really helps me. I really like social sport because I I like to try and fit um, exercise into my routine. So mm. sport gives me exercise and also it's a fun time literally social sport yeah 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 no great rex um yeah i guess like my ones with like my recommendations are like how to do with like long long distance friendships um because yeah i feel like yeah all my high school friends live in different states so i have like a, a 
yeah, a handful of like long distance friends. So I guess like we try to do like an annual catch up all together, um, which so far has worked out despite COVID. We've managed to catch up every year, which has been nice. Oh, wow. Um, which obviously like, isn't always possible. And now it's going to, I think, feel like going to be trickier with like all of us like working and everything. But yeah, like just trying to like catch up when you can. Um, yeah. And I feel like in terms of also like your interstate friends, like try, just trying to like, call or just even like message them every now and then. Um, and I feel like like one of my favorite things is like, if you don't want to like, you know, like have a serious conversation, be like, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Like, how's your day or whatever. I feel like you're just like a, like a much like lighter way to keep in touch with friends in your state. It's just like using like the common interests you have and like your shared interests to like, you know, you send like TikToks to each other about like things that, you know, you both find funny or like memes that you like, of like stuff that you have in common. I just feel like, like, you know, keeping it like casual, but you're still keeping in touch, you know? So anyway, just like something like just small things like that. I feel like are really good. Anyway, that's my recommendations. So on to general recommendations to distract yourself from your quarter life crisis. I have been, I don't know if I recommend this, maybe I've been rewatching Game of Thrones from the beginning. I suppose it is to do with friendships because we, our friendship group, we all watched season nine together. Were you there for that? No, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Really? No. Oh, well, you, controversial. That was at Nelson's but, house. I know, but I remember everyone that was like watching it. Yeah, together. Yeah. So we, I mean, season nine, as everyone knows, is trash. But yeah, I, you know, Game of Thrones just reminds me of like everyone watching it and talking about it. And obviously with House of Dragon out at the moment, everyone's sort of thinking about that series so I've been re-watching it from the beginning so maybe I have a lot of time as well I don't know that's what I recommend doing yeah re-watching a nine series show love re-watching stuff you watched before so comforting yeah I don't know if Game of Thrones is comforting yeah maybe no. maybe I'm a sicko I'm enjoying it it's very violent I forgot yeah. how violent it is I've like seen snippets of like when I'm around other people who are watching it it's it's quite intense <laughs> it was literally on the tv at the moment oh true yeah Anyway, what do you recommend? Nice. Um, my recommendation for the week, um, I feel like I listened to this really good podcast because I don't know if you saw, but um, – so it's like a really long-winded way of describing this. But you know the podcast The Teacher's Pet? It was yeah, like really yeah, popular yeah, yeah. about like the woman who went missing with like a PE teacher husband or whatever. Yeah, I listened to the beginning of it. Yeah, so like that, I listened to that years ago, but then like he's been – because of that podcast, like 40 years after she disappeared, he got taken to court and then he got – like charged guilty this week so like there's been like a lot about him in, in the media and then so there was um an episode of no filter with mia friedman from mama mia um where she interviewed the guy who did the podcast headley thomas um and it was like the interview was from 2018 but it was just like him talking about the case and like why he felt like pursuing it and how he didn't realize it become like such a massive thing and everything and like as a podcast and stuff but I just love his voice. I feel like that's why I like Teacher's Pet. He's really well-spoken. And then just, like, listening to him, like, talk about it. Um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. Like, he's just really interesting to listen to. So I'd recommend that. And my other rec is very, uh, like, a lot less deep than that. But I honestly just recommend watching Anna Paul on TikTok. I love her. Her content is, like, so wholesome. She normally just eats a lot of food. And it's, like, delicious-looking food. And it always makes me hungry. But... Um, she was on my radar because this week she, like, or last weekend maybe, she shut down the city of Perth because she, like, did a brand launch thing or something. Like a meet and greet with stacks. Yeah. And then, like, no, they didn't realize how, like, 
popular she would be. And so, like, it shut down the city. Anyways, that's why, like, I had her in my mind. But I was like, I, if you don't watch her on TikTok, just go watch her. She's so wholesome. I love her. Yeah, so I can't believe that happened, that they couldn't predict how many people would come. I know. Yeah, you'd think that, like, you know, this has happened before where meet and greets have gone insane. Yeah. Anyway, and she was acting like, oh, my God, I just didn't think anyone would want to meet me. And I was like, you're very popular. She's like, like the most famous Australian Yeah, literally, are. right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Crazy. Cool. All right. Well, I guess we'll leave it there. Yeah. Like we've covered a lot and we're kind of tired and delusional. <laughs> delusional? Yeah. What's the word? I don't even know what word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, no. We're tired. <laughs> Sounds like a good word to end it on. <laughs> tired and emotional? I've got no idea. Yeah. All right. Well. Leave it there. Leave it there. All right. Bye. Bye. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We want to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.